as we seek to become more like you. Not only just within ourselves, Father, but living in community. Be with this day. Help us to live you out in every way. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to invite Pastor Dave to come forward at this point. There you are. I was looking in the back for you. We have a special prayer request, uh, and uh, Dave's going to bring it for us this morning. Um, one of the members of Ethos, uh, somebody who brings her son, I just want to go ahead and put it up. That's Katie Adams and baby Devin. And many of you know Dick and Robin Adams and Richard Adams, who's here with us today. And um, Devin, that was his birthday on Tuesday. On Tuesday night, um, had a traumatic brain injury. And he's had multiple surgeries at this point, and he is in critical but stable condition at Loma Linda Children's Center. And I just wanted to show you a couple of their, their hard pictures to see, but that's him right now as he's in that bed. And I show you those pictures to show you the, the severity of this and also the urgency of prayer. There's been, there was a surgery uh, on Friday night, and they said that he might not make it through that. They did the surgery to possibly save his life, and it came out better than, I mean, not better than expected, but it came out the best possible way, and he's still with us today, and so we're praising God for that, and it's just a testimony to the power of prayer. And so we just, sweet little guy, he's one years old, one year old, and uh, we just want to lift him up. And we also want to lift up the family. And so I would just ask all of you to join me in a word of prayer. And if you just feel like praying right where you're at, don't just listen to me and pray. You pray as well. Because we need every single person praying. My daughter, Emma, says, Mommy, Devin, owie, pray. And she even prays for Devin. And it's just a critical time. He's come and to be a part of our worship service numerous times. We introduced him in ethos. And so we just want to be praying for him. Would you join me in a word of prayer? And please pray yourself. Jesus, Lord, we have brought this petition before you. You, We have brought Devin before you multiple times. God, we believe that he is in your arms, that you are holding him. God, that you're walking the family through this. But God, we just humbly and boldly ask for you to heal him. God, we read the scriptures and we believe, God, that you have done bigger things, and that, God, there's even greater things that are to come. God, we read the scriptures and, and believe that the man who was, who's paralyzed was healed and got up and took his mat and walked home. Jesus, we read the scriptures and we believe that the man that was born blind was healed by you. God, we know that this is within your power. And so, Lord, we don't know how this works. But we just humbly ask for you to put your hand on baby Devin's head and that you would heal him. God, may this just be the greatest miracle story ever and the greatest testimony to your love and of your existence. So Lord, as a congregation, as one body, we lift up Devin to you. Jesus, and we ask for his complete healing. God, we ask that you're with each and every family member. God, that you literally just wrap your arms around them in love. God, that you would comfort. God, I'm reminded of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego as they're standing before the king and they said, even if God doesn't save us, and God, even if if you don't, we will still worship you. We will still praise you. 
But Lord, we give this situation fully over to your hands. And as one body, as one church, Lord, we ask for his healing. In your name we pray. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, as we enter into a time of praise and prayer, I want to ask you to look inside and see where you're at. I want to invite a few of our folks up. You know who you are. They're going to speak just in a moment of praise. And Pastor Ronaldo and Pastor Michael, if you could join me as well. What we want to do today is praise God in many ways and pray as we already have for baby Devin. And I'm going to invite first my son to come up. Greg, if you would, would you light the candle for us this morning? It reminds us that we are here to be united in, in God, united in Jesus Christ, united in the power of the Holy Spirit. And as that light shines forth, it reminds us that our light is to shine forth as one, one in our, in our faith, one in our God. Well, we want to start this morning, and uh, you're going to hear the power of what God's doing. There's unitedness already in this place. It's not unintentional. It's actually God-intentional. And our, uh, our pastor, beloved Pastor Gordon, was one who for years worked together with all of us to have us be one. Now, he gets the privilege today of being one-on-one with God today. And in some ways I can say, kind of jealous. And in some ways I'm kind of saying, I'm glad I'm still here because our work's not done. Part of our work is to be one. Let's listen as uh, we hear praises from God's people. They're going to announce who they are and a little bit about how unity is, uh, is part of their ministry and how we've collaborated together for Jesus. We're going to start with Denise. Okay, that's a hard thing to follow after watching and praying for um, the little guy up there. My name is Denise Barton. Um, I am on staff at Stepping Stones for Women. We help single moms and their children. And um, it can't be done without the body of Christ coming together as one um, to work together to to help those in need. And um, I have one minute, and I want to say thank you to, to Neighborhood Christian Fellowship for being with us for over eight years and supporting us and just showing how when we come together and break down the barriers that God is the one. He is the head, and we are the body, and we can do so much with that power. So thank you. Thank you. Um, we want to praise God today for um, allowing Compassion in Action to be part of the um, Neighborhood Christian Fellowship family and allowing us to serve the disabled and injured in our community. Lord be with you. I am Maria Gomez. I attend uh, Vida Nueva en Jesus. I've been here for around 10 years. I started with the Kingdom Building Project. I'm still here and I volunteer as much as I can because I'm a busy grandma and, uh, and I'm here to welcome everybody and I, am, I also, I'm also a member of LBA. And I would like to extend an invitation <laughs> because we do need more members in our LBA meetings so you can be aware of what's going on in the church or our new projects that we still have that we're working on. So thank you very much for your time. 
I'm Peggy Jones. Um, Safe Harbor Counseling is um, where I and my Spanish-speaking intern um, hope that we are able to provide for the family with emotional, spiritual um, guidance and uh, development of their faith, their spiritual life. And um, I was privileged to go to Nashville to American Association of Christian Counselors. One of the things that they had there was it's not an insurance policy, but it's a fantastic program for those that are not able to have insurance. So in this, I'm asking if you know somebody that doesn't have insurance, that's another part of the body that we need to be aware of. So they're out on the table. Take them, pass them out, and um, hopefully we can serve the community through that as well. Thank you. Hi, my name is... Oh, that was very loud. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Got to low it down a bit. Uh, my name is Eric, and I'm from um, Above International Ministries, and i uh, really grateful for Neighborhood Christian Fellowship to have us um, for the past six years already uh, here, and um, uh, we're so, you know, blessed and privileged because of this facility that we were able to see many lives, many, you know, second generation, um, uh, you know, young people encounter the love of the Father in their lives. And, um, you know, just to see them grow, don't have to be young because every one of us is, here is children of God. You know, so we have to know the love of the Father. And that's what we're encountering every day of our lives um, in, our, in our small groups, in our daily, um, daily walk, and also the Sunday equipping um, just so blessed to see the growth uh, of everyone in Christ. Thank you very much. My name is Dennis Sanderson. When I first started attending here, I didn't know my life was going to change in uh, some great ways. And a few of them were that I would develop a personal relationship with God. One of those things was that uh, I was kind of forced, well, <laughs> encouraged, no, I was embraced by this whole congregation, and uh, it was really a wonderful thing. So I implore you to stick around with some of these people here, and you'll find out what I'm talking about. And it's just a great thing I get to share that with Joanne. That's one of the things that changed. Thank you. You can hear the testimonies of God's people. You hear the testimonies of what's going on in the hearts and the minds and the souls of this neighborhood because we're together. I want to invite you to join with the people around you. However you want to do that, just kind of huddle together. We're going to huddle up here. I'm going to ask us to come in a circle here. Pastor Ronaldo is going to lead us in Spanish. We're going to pray for our, each of our congregations. There's specific things that are going on, like baby Devin. We're not all aware of it, but we will be today as Pastor Michael and Pastor Ronaldo come forward, and they're going to help us. Would you bow together? And if you feel like it, gather with someone there next to you. Let's practice the presence of God by practicing loving those that are right next to us. Yeah, that's it. I know you don't like moving that close to them, but go ahead. God loves us. Let's love one another. So you can go ahead and move if you like, and uh, we're going to unite up here. Join with us in prayer as we bow. Señor, te damos gracias, bendito Padre Celestial, en esta mañana, que estamos todos reunidos como un solo grupo, Señor, una sola iglesia, delante de ti, Señor, para darte a ti la gloria y la honra, Señor. 
porque solo tú la mereces, Señor. Mira, he aquí tus hijos, Señor, que están todos reunidos como tu palabra lo demanda, Señor, para recibir de ti la voluntad tuya, Señor, que es bendición, gloria sobre gloria. Gracias te damos, Señor, por todos los participantes en este momento, Señor, que estamos reunidos para adorarte juntos con todos nuestros corazones, en un mismo espíritu. Te damos la gloria y la honra, Señor, y también por aquellas iglesias que están alrededor del mundo, bendiciendo tu santo nombre. Aleluya, Señor. Gloria a ti te damos, bendito Señor, en el nombre de Cristo Jesús. Thank you, Lord. Father, we just want to thank you for just the outpouring of your love, the outpouring of your power, the outpouring of your truth. That, God, we can see lives change every single day. And I thank you, Lord, for every single congregation that is here. Uh, this is truly a picture of what heaven looks like. And, uh, and I thank you, Lord, that as we uh, fellowship together, as we continue to grow together, Lord, would you bind us even closer together in love and in unity? Father, we thank you that in, in, in diversity there's unity. We thank you, God, that even though there's so many different faces, so many different nations, so many different skills and uh, so many different abilities, but one spirit, one spirit, one Lord. And we thank you for that. And Lord, we just want to surrender this body, this congregation into your hand in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for this time. Wow. It feels right to be here in your house, to be with your people, people that don't look like us, sound like us, talk like us, but yet they're part of us. You've made us for one another, Father. We thank you for the unity we have in you. We pray specifically, Father, for healing for those in our bodies that need healing. Thank you for Marion Peters and how she's continuing to get well. Would you be with her today and may your presence be there with her. Father, thank you that Ray O'Neill's prostate surgery on Friday went well. And now the healing, Father, can begin. We pray that you would be with him. And thanks for uh, Bob and Becky who care enough about him to bring him that we might pray for him. We pray for Anthony Enriquez as we prayed for him last week. We continue to pray for the tumor of cancer that's growing on his kidney, Father, that you would intervene, that you through medical technology, but more specific law, Father, through Holy Spirit power. We pray for healing. Father, thank you for uh, Nellie Cirillo bringing Ariana to us and her situation with cancer. And uh, she's already started chemotherapy. And uh, Lord, we know uh, what that's like. We've seen that around us and through this body. We just lift her up as a young lady and ask for your healing power and touch in her life. And we continue, Lord, to, to pray. Thank you for... Uh, Myrtle, who's told us about Bert, uh, a husband of a niece that's fallen and broken a rib. He's 80 years old, Father, but you love him and you're not done with him. Thanks that Myrtle is brought in to us to pray for. And Father, there's a lot of other needs here in this body. There's a lot of things that we want to lift up. There's a community around us that is, is uh, dying without you, and you've called us to go. We uh, just are so humbled and honored, Lord, that you would count us worthy. And we only are because of the death of your son, Jesus, and how he has made us worthy to you. And so now that you have given us the Holy Spirit, Father, may this place not hold back a bit. May we be totally sold out for you. And may we move forward that your name might show in everything we do. 
and especially, Father, in the way we are one. And we pray this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Often in our Christian walk, we, we ask God, where can we serve? What can we do for him? And for me, offering has always been one of those things where God has specifically called us to serve. And, and at NCF, it's one of those things where we know that we are directly serving not only our church body and this facility, but also the community. And I just ask that you uh, would bow your heads with me as we pray for our offering today. Dear Lord, we thank you for this church. We thank you for everything you've provided for us here, for its amazing staff, for its amazing organizations. We thank you for just what you've been able to do for our community through everything that's done here. We know that, that this church is not only here to serve its own body, Lord, but to, but to serve your people, Lord, to serve your community. In your name, amen. mountain of the Lord, who will ascend to the mountain of the Lord, we will ascend to the mountain of the Lord, generation pure and holy. mountain of the Lord, who will ascend to the mountain of the Lord, we will ascend to the mountain of the Lord, generation pure and holy. Stand up and sing with us, okay? down to the idols of this world, cause my hope belongs to only you, my voice will cry out and forever give you grace, my King of glory, my King of glory. To the mountain of the Lord Who will ascend To the mountain of the Lord oh, I will ascend To the mountain of the Lord Generation Pure and holy Wash these stains from my hands. 
salvation No one but you could ever purify my heart My King of glory I need your mercy Who will ascend to the mountain of the Lord Who Ascend to the mountain of the Lord. Oh, we will ascend to the mountain of the Lord. Generation pure and holy, I will not bow down. I will not bow down to the idols of this world. cry out and forever give you praise. My King of glory, my King of glory, who will ascend to the mountain of the Lord, who will ascend to the mountain of the Lord. We will ascend to the mountain of the Lord. Generation pure and holy. Who will ascend to the mountain of the Lord. Ascend to the mountain of the Lord. Oh, we will all ascend to the mountain of the Lord. Generation pure and holy. Please remain standing for the reading of God's word. The scripture today is found in John chapter 17. It's on page 766 of the Red Pew Bibles. I'll be reading verse 20. My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message. In Juan 21, 22. Para que todos sean uno, Padre, así como tú estás en mí y yo en ti. Permite que ellos también estén en nosotros para que el mundo crea que tú me has enviado. Yo les he dado la gloria que me diste para que sean uno, así como nosotros somos uno. Amén. Verse 23. I am in them and you in me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. Father, I want those who have given me to be with me where I am and to see my glory. The glory of you, you have given me because you have loved me before the creation of the world. Righteous Father, though the world does not know you, I know you and they know you that you have been sent. I have made you known to them, 
and will continue to make you known in order that the love you have for me may be in them and that I myself may be in them. May God add a blessing to his word. You may be seated. Thank you. It's like real housewives of neighborhood Christian fellowship up here. And all of you who are laughing, you're all sinners if you know what that show is. <laughs> Kidding. Well, it's my pleasure as a, the lead pastor of Ethos to be able to give the first uh, message here on John 17, verse 20. And if you've ever read John, um, I feel like I need to give a brief summary of what happened in verse 1 through 19, because there's quite a bit. And it can be summarized with, with essentially this. Jesus prays for the 12. Jesus prays for the 12 because they're going to go out and, and share the gospel. And I think it's interesting, it, it, the, the, the effect of what happens here, uh, what, what happens, um, we, we have the, the benefit of 2,000 years looking back and looking over history. The one prayed, developed the 12 and sent them out. The 12 preached the message that spread like an infectious disease all over the world where billions of people have been saved by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. And that's what we're celebrating here today. That in heaven, there's going to be many cultures sitting around the banquet table. There's going to be many languages spoken. There's going to be many backgrounds represented. And that's what we're celebrating here today, a celebration of unity. And Jesus says, my prayer is not for them alone, meaning the 12, meaning the people who he is sending out into the world. My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who believe in me through their message. So Jesus gives this ultimate prayer for these sermons that are given. I pray for those who will believe through the message. What is your message? Do you give a message? How many of you preach sermons? Okay, all of you should be raising your hand because you preach. I, I, just, I did that to trap you. I totally did. <laughs> you preach with your lives. You're, the story that you're telling is sharing a message with your family, with your friends, with this world. And Jesus is praying for all those who will hear that message, who will see that message, who will experience that message through your life, through the life of the disciples, through the, through the, the actual scriptural messages that they gave, through their testimony. And their testimony became our testimony. And our testimony now is shared with the world. And we share our testimony in every walk of life. We share it with our kids as we're walking along the path with our children. We share it with members of our, of our communities. We share it with our neighbors. We share it with our church. We share our story. We share our message. And if Jesus Christ is a part of your story, then you should be sharing that as well. It's a vital element to my story. When I was 14 years old, I was reading the Bible in my bed. Um, upper, I had the top bunk. I did. Um, and it was awesome. I would jump off it all the time. Now I think I'd break something or hit the ceiling fan. Anyways... When I was 14 years old, I, read, I was reading the scriptures to prove the church and, and this guy, Jesus, to be false and to be wrong. And my heart was dramatically changed. And ever since that day, I've not been able to stop speaking the message of God. And Jesus prays for that message, the message of the one who hears. Know that before you go and speak it, it's been prayed for by the one who came and died and gave it all. Before you go out and proclaim it, Jesus prayed for it. 
And as we go out to proclaim today, as we go out to to speak it today, it has already been prayed for. My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message. The future Christians, the future believers, are you praying today for the future of your family, for the future of the church, for the future of your communities, for the future of those who will come to know Jesus? Is that your heartbeat? Is that your prayer? I'd like to invite a Pastor Ronaldo from Vida Nueva and Jesus. Good morning again. I'm going to speak of John 17 on the verses 21 and 22. And it's the same thing over and over again. We hear these verses over and over again. But we do believe in them. Do we believe in them? The Lord says, all these generations want signs and miracles. The word is coming in a word only. The word is coming just for those who hear the word of God. We are in the grace era. We are getting sanctified by what we're hearing, by the word of God. The word of God has the power to sanctify us and separate us from the world. The Lord was praying with the disciples at this moment, and he said, I just don't ask for you and for the ones that believe right now, but it's for those who will believe when they hear the word of God. It doesn't necessarily have to be a sign before the word of God. Because the word of God has power to go into your heart, to transform your mind. And if he doesn't, get on your knees and pray to God for the spirit of wisdom. He will reveal it to you, and we, he will manifest what the Lord has for you in storage. And the 22nd says, my glory, the glory that you gave me, I had given to them. This is the transportation of a glory that we don't touch, that we don't see, but we can feel. And we know when the glory of God comes to us because Jesus is being broken in pieces and we are making one with him. His glory is departed into each one of us so we can understand what the will of the Father is. It's not just come and sing. It's to glorify him. Not about us. It's about him. And his glory comes through, the, through Jesus Christ, his son, and gave it to us so we can be one with him and one with both of them. Thank you, Pastor Mike. Good morning. Uh, would you tell your neighbors, it's a good morning because Jesus brought you here. I mean, this is church, not a funeral, yes? All right. So this is a place of the living. Um, I believe the life of God is flowing in this place, and, uh, and it's good to be able to express that in the one another. Um, you know, the passage of Scripture that, uh, that I was meditating is uh, John seventeen twenty three. I am in them, and you are in me. May they experience such perfect unity that the world will know 
that you sent me and that you love them as much as you love me. I love this passage of scripture, you know, especially when I see uh, this. When I see this, this is a very, very close picture to what, is, what, what Jesus is describing here. That truly there's a one another here. Now, uh, given you're all facing here and not one another, uh, that needs a little work on. I believe that needs to happen in a daily basis. Uh, because the, the here is only the equipping so that on the everyday, you will know how to meet with one another. You know, and I think it's so crucial because many believers really do not know how to meet with one another. You know what we do when we meet? Nothing a lot of times. You know what we talk about? Nonsense a lot of times. Or is it just me that's like that? <laughs> I think we've all been there before. But I do believe this. That when, uh, when we model this unity aspect here, it will really, really impact how you meet one another in the everyday. And, uh, and that's the most crucial part, isn't it? Because that's the, that's the time that the world will see. Because right now, the world sees nothing. The world just sees a building, and there's people inside. But when you go out there and when you meet with one another, the perfect expression of Christ is being expressed when we love one another. And I think that's the most crucial part, don't you? Uh, so I want to encourage every single one of you here. Now, I'm not going to give an altar call, I promise you. Uh, Pastor Mark will do that. Uh, you know, but, but I do believe this. I do believe this, that every single one of us here is called to that very lifestyle. That's such perfect unity that the world will know, Jesus said, that the Father has sent me and you love them. As, uh, you, that you love them as much as I love them. And you know that, that kind of love, man, it can change people's life. Will you express that love today? God bless you. Pastor Earl. Just a comment very quickly. I praise God that I was just able to come up on the step. Thank you. <laughs> For those of you that don't know, I have had to very carefully, with my cane and everything, get up until just recently, and I just praise the Lord for that. The 24th verse says, Father, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am and to see my glory, the glory you have given me because you loved me before the creation of the world. First thing we see is if we know Jesus Christ, then we will be with him face to face. We will be with him face to face. If you know Jesus Christ, I'm going to be there with you. And you're going to be there with me. We might as well get to know each other here. Because we're going to be together with him. We will see him face to face. We often pray, Lord, give me a vision of who you are so that I understand. But there will be a day that we won't need the vision because we will have the reality. We won't need the photograph because we will have the reality. How much I appreciate uh, technology today to be able to sit and talk to people that I haven't seen for a while on the computer and see what they look like. But the reality is when you're with them and you can see the body language and everything that goes on and you know them, 
There will be a time when we are face to face with him. And we will know him in a way we cannot know him here. It will not be a vision. It will be reality. And we will see him face to face. And that will be a glory that we will be part of. And Jesus basically understands that that's sufficient. We try to describe heaven and what life will be like afterwards. But the reality is we will see him as he is. And that will be enough. That will be all that we need. So much we don't know. So much we don't know. 1 John 3.2, it says this, Dear friends, now we are children of God, and what we will be has not yet been made known. But we know that when Christ appears, we shall be like him. We shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. To be in the presence of Christ, that is sufficient. That is enough. When we start talking about streets of gold, if we really catch the vision, we understand that's not terribly important. What's important is we will be with him. And then in the 25th and 26th verses, it says this, Righteous Father, though the world does not know you, I know you, and they know you have sent me. I have, I have made you known to them and will continue to make you known in order that the love you have for me may, may be in them and that I myself may be in them. The world does not know God. Books after book after book has been written in trying to explain the idea of God or the great accident or whatever else it is that people decide has brought all of this into, into place. But we cannot know him except through Jesus Christ. God sent his son into the world that we might know God. What a great privilege. What a great privilege to understand that, to know that we can know God because we know Jesus Christ. But we know him only through Jesus Christ. We have no way to understand. Even as we sit in this body, we have no way to understand who Jesus is, who God is. But through Jesus Christ, we can have at least a glimpse. Just a glimpse through the mirror darkly, as Paul says. A glimpse who God is. Through the Holy Spirit, he continues to make himself known to us. And then through us to the world. And there comes the rub for this morning. Our task is not only to be together and to enjoy each other, although that's part of the task. But it is also to be able then to go out from this place as the church and be the church wherever we are. Together. Wherever we are with others. To be the church. So the church gathers together here. But our task then is to go out there. Jesus has made God known in a small way to us. Part of our task is to share that glimpse of him with others. We are one in Christ Jesus.